Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shavu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 15. In this episode, we talk about Dime Peace bringing her blowtorch to work. We got the juicy bits, including Wendy's new Fuego mixtape. We sit down with special guest Kimberly, aka Dandy Eats. We got a cheese theme sauce on you and more. Episode 15, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Happy Air Snacks Day, y'all. <laughs> the shoes? No, snacks. Oh, yeah. The shoes also. Yes, it is the day for the Happy shoe. Happy Air Snacks Day every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this will come out a couple days after. We're friends with a lot of sneakerheads on our social account, so yep. I've been seeing it all day. Yep. But in this point of my life, I prefer snacks over Air Max. Air Maxes is. <laughs> <laughs> I like both together, yeah. but welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry. Thanks for being here. This is Dine Peace. This is Chavid Dang. This is episode 15. You had some fun at work this week. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, let's do our shout-outs real quick. My bad, I jumped the gun. You jumped the gun. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you jumped the gum. Yeah. Just kidding, I'm Trying sorry. to be me? You trying to be me? What I, is this? I know. Let's, <laughs> I'm not good at puns, and I made a shot, and I missed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you got to shoot, shoot your I shot. Shoot shot. It might be an air ball, but you got to shoot your shot. Shout-out to Janice, longtime listener, yeah, through yeah. our friend Post Provolone August. His co-worker. We got to meet her last week at Flan Reyes' birthday party. Which we will get into later. Yeah, so it was so nice to meet you. You know, we've chatted before, but it's always nice to put a face to a name. And yeah, I was really happy to meet you, and hopefully we can eat and hang out soon. Yeah, thanks for listening, and thanks for being a fan. So 7 by 7 recently just released their top 100 in the Bay. We had some homies make it. We're blessed to know some of these. He's bringing it right now. We're blessed to know some of these people. Your timing is perfect right now. We're about to talk about this so right Jason now. Jason Angelis of Trademark Frozen Custard. You guys know him, the sweet stealer. Just brought us the, what is this? Well, this is number 22 on 7x7 Magazine's Top 100 Things to Eat or Drink. It's the Drunk Cookie Monster. You get vanilla custard, you get bullet bourbon, burnt caramel, Biscoff cookies and Oreos, and you can drink it through your straw. Hey, thank you for Joy. thank you. Yo, we really could not have timed that more perfectly. Like we were gonna <laughs> talk about it later, but right this second is when he brought it in. Mm, that's a really good shake or boozy shake. Both. You just heard Jason Angelis, you've heard him on the show before from Frozen Custard. In the Drake episode. The Drake episode. So yeah. Also wanna shout out Native Sons, our personal homie, Marvin. Dude. That brisket though. I wanna try some of his bread. He started if you follow him on social media, he also started baking bread. I had some of that bread. I'm, I'm jealous. We talked about a couple weeks ago, Marvin was like it was imperative that we went to go eat hot pot so we went to ipot and he brought bread and butter and we Ooh. grilled the bread at hot pot and then we dipped it in the broth that's a little extra that's level there that's, that's next level there <laughs> but congrats to marvin and his team for making the list Hell they're yeah. in good company yeah. on that list there's a lot of great dishes to have on there and it's cool that some of the i'm definitely got to interested to try some of the other things on that list totally let's make our way down the list Hell yeah um, i'm down <laughs> we already know some of them on there are straight fire <laughs> speaking about straight fire <laughs> <laughs> You had some fun at work this week. Yes. I'm not jumping the gun anymore. <laughs> so you guys know, I, uh, me and Trevor and our friend Hero, we do Mudo SF, a pop-up in the city. It's first and second Wednesday of the month. Japanese Fair California Soul is our tagline. We just had a lot of extra sashimi left over from the pop-up. And so I brought it to work and I decided to bring my blowtorch. <laughs> And we made a dipping sauce and I brought like truffle salt because I'm extra <laughs> to work. <laughs> I seared the fish and people were coming into our lunch room slash kitchen because I have definitely cooked in the kitchen at work before, so I'm going to call it a kitchen. But you never blowtorched. So I brought my blowtorch and I seared <laughs> the fish and people were like, what the fuck are you Your doing? Your Instagram story was incredible, by the way. <laughs> 
and they're like, wow, that smells really good. <laughs> and I had a lot, so I was able to share with all my coworkers that could eat fish. It was the whole filet, so I sliced the fish up myself. So there were generous portions of sashimi, because, you know, treat well, I feel like if you're going to torch them... Because treat yourself. <laughs> well, if you're going to torch them as well, too, I feel like they have to be that right thickness to, like, retain some of the texture yeah, you want yeah. and so also I, and get I just the char. Torched, like, I just seared part of it, so I, I'd have some cooked, and then uh, most of it was still raw. I gotta try it. We should bust that out next and boil. Hell yeah. Boil and then I like char. torching everything. Yeah. <laughs> So Glossier is this makeup company that all the girls are into it. I'm into it. I'm a huge fan of their blush. And so they are having a pop-up right now at Ria's. So Ria's, um, they are known for their fried chicken sandwich. So what better place to have a makeup pop-up? I guess maybe for the boyfriends who are coming with these girls, because there's a line. There's a line getting in. I did see that on your IG story as well. So I didn't even actually know about Ria's until looking up this pop-up and I started looking at Yelp and looking at the photos and I was like, this fried chicken sandwich looks really good. I'm not a fried chicken sandwich fan. I prefer- Yeah, you've, you've I prefer, voiced that before, yeah. I prefer fried chicken off the bone, but it looks really good. So I went with JW. God bless his heart for waiting in line for me. <laughs> Shout out to JW. Shout out to JW for getting in line for me. And, and people thought that he worked there. Oh, he wore a pink shirt because you know, because he can. Yeah. He went there for the ABGs, AKA Asian Baby Girl. And actually people thought he was working there. And he's like, no, I'm just here with my friend. And so he got online and bought fried chicken. And I was like, oh, I need to buy one also. And he's like, no, don't buy one. It's fucking humongous. Oh, wow. And so we unwrapped it at his place. What came on it? What was on it? Some sort of a slaw. Okay, that sounds um, like expected. Thank God we only bought one. We'll post the picture, but when you look at the sandwich, the same width of the bun of chicken outside of the bun. Like that's Ooh, how much chicken so, it is. Wow. And usually fried chicken, you could do, you know, mild or spicy. Mm -hmm. They only had one way and the one way is spicy. It's the only way it should be. It's not overly spicy. It's like perfect spice level for me. Yeah, mild shouldn't even be an option. Very juicy, very tender, super crispy. I actually can't wait for this pop-up to be over so I can go to their brunch regularly because there's many other options. They have the sandwich here. normally. They have okay. a sandwich normally. You could do that chicken and waffle. There's like a fish and chips version. Ooh. There's a katsu version. All the sides look pretty good. So I actually cannot wait till the pop-up's over. It's over April 15th, actually. Okay, we'll go after that then. Yeah. I just don't want lines. No offense to the makeup community. I just don't <laughs> want the lines. But this is really cool because like a lot of people have been interested in this product, but people are weary about buying makeup online without ever trying. That's true. I've only used their blush before. I'm a huge fan. And now that I've got to try some of their stuff, I practically bought everything. Cool. Well... Being that I'm a fried chicken sandwich enthusiast, I'll have to compare it to some of my favorites. Yeah. Which I'll have to have you try now that you've uh, yeah, seen yeah. the light of how good a fried chicken sandwich can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. I mean, my baseline for fried chicken is Popeye's. So. <laughs> That's a pretty good baseline. Yeah. But also speaking about fried chicken, we kind of collabed for our uh, producer, Flan Reyes. Yeah, so Flan Reyes' birthday was last week. We made a Oh group... boy, was it. <laughs> we made a group chat. It was called the Jonathan Reyes Cold Cuts Music Club Birthday, birthday Committee. Committee. <laughs> that was the whole title of our group chat. I can't chat. believe you shared it with him. Why not? It's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We know Flan loves chicken nuggets and ice cream sandwiches. So why not have both? Yeah, we also love doing ridiculous things. And it was great. A bunch of the Cold Cuts crew collaborated and we made a tower of 100 chicken nuggets. Shout out to uh, Nina, who was also previously Thank on the show. Thank you, Nina, for bringing the nuggets. 100 nugs. And then uh, you brought 50-ish. Post Provolone and I bought about almost 50 ice cream sandwiches and about a dozen It's It's. <laughs> I, I really got into it. I drew a schematic in my notepad. <laughs> I it shared it with hilarious. the group chat. I drew a blueprint. I have no architecture background, but I tried to apply what I thought <laughs> I knew about it with this. Um, it did have some structural integrity issues later because it got too tall. Also, ice cream sandwiches is made of ice cream, so that shit melts. Oh, yeah, but I brought my <laughs> Yeti cooler. I tried to keep it. You know, we, had, we had a really quick unwrapping sesh going for and them. Unwrapping the ice cream sandwiches are not as easy as you think. Yes. 
I brought the candles. They get stuck. It the said, paper gets stuck. Uh, oh shit, you're old. Yeah. And happy fucking birthday. <laughs> I don't smoke, so I don't really know how to use a lighter. Yeah, you I definitely burned yeah, my bur- thumb that day. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, I don't smoke. <laughs> I don't know. Our IG stories definitely had a lot of that stuff on it. Uh, we might post some recap pictures of the end product. It was such a cool event, and everyone loved it. And I'm pretty sure Flan was a huge fan He's of thumbs it. Thumbs up in it right now. He's thumbs up in it. I mean, who doesn't like chicken nuggets and ice cream sandwiches? Together. If you don't like that, we don't fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then side cameos, we also had Spamasubi that the other birthday boy Lucas brought. Yep. We also had some pizza, and we also had like random bags of kettle chips. Yeah, random bags of kettle chips. So, I had a, oh, I had extra truffle salt. You did from the sashimi that yeah. I. Brought. <laughs> we sprinkled it on anything. So, I dipped the spamusubi in it. Yes. Pretty good. Delicious. <laughs> so quick plug for that night for the listeners that don't know. Cold Cuts, uh, our friends throw it every four Thursdays in the mission. Iron Gold. Iron Gold. Every four Thursday, open format. Turntables. If you have vinyl, bring it in. I'm not a DJ, but I'll still bring records because my yeah. friends made me. <laughs> it's um, a fun event, but yeah. Come that, hang out. It's a BYOF bar. BYOF. <laughs> I don't know what BYOF is. Bring your own food. Oh. <laughs> More like bring your own vinyl. Yeah. B-Y-O-V and B-Y-O-F. <laughs> Bring your own friend. Yes. Also, to talk about Iron and Gold, I just discovered this drink called a Ferrari. <laughs> it stemmed from asking for adios motherfuckers, and they told me no. And they said, well, we can make you this, a Ferrari. And I was like, what is that? Basically, one part's Campari, one part Burnett. Apparently, that's a thing in SF, but so far, none of the bars have recognized it. That's why, like, you do in, like, the good, like, preliminary thing. You just say the two things. And if they know, they'll tell you. But if not, they'll just make the thing. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. I just tried some of it. It's delicious. Pretty good. We agree, though. It needs some acidity it or needs some something else. We can work on that. Maybe your next pop-up, we can do a special for that <laughs> or something. So you said that you made a okonomiyaki. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a very late birthday celebration with my family a weekend or two ago, and uh, my mom catered L&L. Shout out to mom. I know she listens. And you know when you get the barbecue platters, they always come on that bed of cabbage. Mm-hmm. And no one ever eats it. No, it's, it's just bed. to soak up the oil. Or uh, the teriyaki sauce. Yeah. So I am an okonomiyaki enthusiast. <laughs> I've never tried to make it before. And I was like, you know what? Let me take this leftover cabbage. It's already soaked in teriyaki sauce. It's a very affordable food to make anyways. You throw some flour, some eggs in there. And it took me a couple tries to get it right. I've never made it before. The first time I tried it, it was too doughy. It was more like a pancake. And it was less like fibrous and gooey like a good okonomiyaki is. But then again, you put Kewpie, teriyaki sauce, and pickled ginger on it. It's going to be fire. All the good. So I finally got it right. I kind of want to do it more now. It's like my latest little hype. I mean, what's cool about okonomiyaki is like you can do literally anything. It's meant to like use up leftover stuff, right? Absolutely. You're going to have to make me one because I... Well, I have to go to L&L first and get leftover cabbage. Like, that's part of my recipe now. (laughs) It has to have leftover L&L cabbage because it's soaked in the teriyaki sauce. I was even too lazy (laughs) to go get, like, bonito flakes. I I didn't even put that on it. I had pickled ginger, though. If you make it at my house, I have bonito flakes on deck always. All right, I'll bring it over next show. I have to go to L&L first. Give me a heads up. I got Kewpie. You got to have a bottle of Kewpie at home. If not, I always got a bottle of Kewpie of bonito flakes. Where did you have duck prosciutto at? At the public market near my spot in Emeryville. It was kind of a new, informal, not full-on as a but pub food thing called Periodic Table. Mm-hmm. It's put on by the folks at Shiba Ramen in Emeryville's Public Market. They bought the space next door to them and they kind of were doing more of like a happy hour pub program where they don't just Izakaya? Not full on because they don't have like an extensive menu, but they have like bar bites. They do a burger. They do a chicken and rice. Nice. But they have like fried lotus chips. And then I saw, I was like, oh, they have duck prosciutto. What's this? Got it. It was incredible. I'm trying to imagine how it would be. Right? That's what I thought when I saw like, it. like, 
usually prosciutto is a fattier meat. And it still was. Because um, like duck is fatty just like right at the skin, but it's not fat woven There was a layer the of fat in it. And uh-huh. uh, because duck meat has all the oxygen in it from the blood, it was very dark. Okay. So it almost looked much deeper than a normal prosciutto. Because sometimes prosciutto is very light in the pink color. Mm-hmm. The flavors are still there from the salt. You got a little bit of like a confit kind of a vibe from the fat. Mm-hmm. It was good. I hope it catches on more. I mean, kudos to them for being the first place I've had it at. But I'm going to start looking for it now wherever else I go. That I'm still like weird because I only like Asian style duck. Yeah, like I was duck. too, but this was this one of the really things that won me over. Yeah, that kind of reminds me because like thinking about like the blood and the meat. Like one of my favorites is a beef salami. Ooh, I think and, I've had that before as well. And it's so good, and I wouldn't think it would be good. I hope to try more duck prosciutto if I can ever find it anywhere. So yeah, if you guys know anywhere I can get it, yeah, let, let us me know. know. Cool. It is now time for the juicy bits. This is where we talk about food news that's going on in the world that you and your stomach need to know about. I already know, but for the listeners, what we got this week. <laughs> so, Wendy's. My homegirl Wendy. Your homegirl Wendy. <laughs> I haven't eaten there in a while. The trap queen Wendy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is from Noisy. Wendy's made a rap mixtape, and it's harder than bricks. First, it was Hamburger Helper, and now the fast food chain has dropped We Beefin', an EP hotter than a spicy chicken sandwich. (laughs) Yo, so we both listened to it already. All of us have listened to it. It's amazing. It's pretty damn good. I'm quite impressed. Redhead with some pigtails, better check the score these meals sell. Now that's better. I'm so clever. My bar's chilly, better grab a sweater. You block my tweets, can't squash the beef, and you check my feet and your eyes swelling. How you love that? These straight facts, trying to take the swag, but we don't want it back. I'm a boss chick, and they hate with that, but we tried your food with a flavor at. You number one, that's a joke. Why your ice cream machine always broke? Why your drive through always slow? Why your innovation just can't grow? It's queen when you need a say mo. Nope, uh. That baconator go crazy. That spicy chicken go crazy. You can take a fry, dip it in a sauce, it still be so tasty. Mm. Them little tweets don't face me. No nope. McDonald's be so lazy. Why? I know the reason you hate me, cause I'm fast food's first lady. It's Queen Wendy up in this thing. Y'all can't be the serving them things. Y'all too chicken for this beef. I'ma leave you resting in grease. Nuts for Carter, retweet. Or you know you can't compete. On top of our game and watch up. See, there's no stopping me. Flex. Wendy's, her true identity is not even known yet. They just said to the unnamed artist. Yeah, they haven't said who it was. I guess it's basically Mickey D's diss tracks. They not only diss Mickey D's, they've dissed Burger King <laughs> and so Wingstop. All the food chain. What? What? Why yeah. is Wingstop competing for this? It's, okay. it's not we, even we the su- same. We support HWP anyways. It's all good. Wingstop was Sponsor my number us. one true love. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, the, this is the track listing. The number one is called Twitter Fingers. Number two is Holding It Down. Number three is Rest in Grease. Four is Clowning. <laughs> And five is four for four dollar sign. <laughs> have you have you seen the album cover? Um, I don't know. It's uh. Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's you basically the ready to die. Yeah. But instead of baby big, it's a square beef patty. It's a square beef patty because Wendy's is notoriously known for their square beef and it's patty. It's always fresh, never frozen. <laughs> yep. This. Didn't even come out on SoundCloud. Straight to Spotify. Damn, that's real. That's real. So if you haven't listened to it yet. Wait, can you download this from Spotify? I use my Spotify like a normal person, so I don't know. I just listen to it out of the joy of the account. Hey, I'm not rich. I don't pay for Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the ads. Yeah. Or what if you go in and be like, hey, uh, I listen. And if you buy a meal, they'll just give you a download. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. Like I noticed when you buy a concert ticket, you get the download for free now. Because oh, nice. who's buying music now? Yeah, that's true. But 
People should. <laughs> People should. Flan, Flan shuddered a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. He's a DJ, if you haven't found out already. John also makes music, so he he's is, a recording he artist is. more than a DJ. <laughs> I really hope that one of the other chains that were mentioned releases a rebuttal or a response. Like, they definitely caught on McDonald's for having their ice cream machine always broken. Uh, it has been a while since I've had Wendy's, but maybe I'll go back because I really enjoy the mixtape. For me, uh, Wendy's is truly on the back burner for me. Faster for me, when I eat it now, it's things that I've eaten as a kid. And it's more for nostalgic reasons. So Wendy's, I've only eaten once in my life because my sister- Only once. My sister and I, we got fucking high one night. And she's like, let's go to Wendy's. I'm like, <laughs> I've never been because the Wendy's for us back home is right next to Popeye's and Taco Bell. Oh, that's so, tough competition, I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, but also Popeye's and Taco Bell don't have mixtapes. Hey, but yet. they were across the street from each other, so I would double dip. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. But I never ate there, so I don't have this loyalty to Wendy's. So for me, in my mind, Wendy's is not super relevant. They kind of are now, though. That's what I'm saying, like, <laughs> Mad props to them for dropping this mixtape because we're talking about it. Yeah. I hope they go on tour. <laughs> Who's going on tour? Wendy's going to go on tour. <laughs> They're going to have pop-up performances at all the restaurants. I love it. I love, I love it. it. I love it too. Shout out to Charles for sending us this article. Also from HelloGiggles.com. Red Lobster is rolling out a Cheddar Bay biscuit and lobster waffle meal. That just sounded like a hashtag collection on an Instagram post. <laughs> And we're hungry just thinking about it. I'm hungry thinking about it. Yeah. Wait, wait, why do you sound I mean, so sad? I mean, this sounds tasty, but I feel like they did this because they're just trying to be relevant right now. Like, they just made all these hot words and all this trendy stuff. Yeah, it sounds good. I would definitely eat it. They already serve lobster. Yeah. The Cheddar Bay biscuits are fire. It seems like they caved for this. Like, okay, we know all this stuff is appealing. Let's just mash them all together. I don't know. Maybe they're opening for brunch now. Okay, this would be great for brunch. I would want some eggs, though. There's no eggs, so I'm not a fan yet. Do you have to have eggs at breakfast? Uh, I mean, No, because you can get chicken and waffles, and you don't get eggs with that. Or you can get it as a side order. You know, they give you, like, one or two, like, fried on the little side plate. You could do that. Yeah, maybe. So what they say is it's the actual biscuit mix that's poured on the waffle maker. I mean, that does make sense. Like, they already kind of have a cult following, the cheddar biscuits. Cheddar biscuits is what makes Red Lobster. Which is funny, because it's not even a seafood Yeah, thing. it's fine. So I haven't had Red Lobster in, I can't remember how long, maybe when I was a kid. It's maybe because when my family wanted seafood, we either got it at a Chinese place or just, like, a a mom and pop but Red Lobster is definitely one of those chains where I don't feel as nostalgic to I mean maybe if they drop a mixtape <laughs> as long as you drop a mixtape <laughs> mix I'll come interested. back to you if I had you earlier in my life and you've exited my life if you drop a mixtape I'll come back maybe as a kid for us same thing like eating seafood was going to our local Chinese restaurant or Vietnamese restaurant but for me as a kid Red Lobster was my birthday meal yeah even for <laughs> me like my mom would be like no you don't get to go there I mean I get it like I never ate at Benihana until last year yeah, actually I've had Benihana like my mom was like, life. no, you're not. Well, she didn't say fuck it, but <laughs> in my mind, she's like, you're not fucking eating there. That's garbage. But Red Lobster growing up was our birthday meal, and oh, the biscuits okay. were my thing. So would you try this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to try oh, this. Okay. I want to try wait, this so bad. Where's our nearest Red Lobster here in the Bay Area? Uh, I recent, we've looked this up before. Yeah, I it, wasn't there. It's a Tan Foran. Oh, thanks, Flan. <laughs> you can't even eat shellfish. So Flan has been to Red Lobster for the biscuits and wine. It's a place for everyone, Chavin. It's know, not just for seafood lovers. I know. I think they have steaks and stuff, too. I mean, yeah. But so, if, if you're already in that realm, you might as well go to TGI Fridays or Applebee's or something. I'm sorry, Mom, if you get in trouble for this. So when I was a kid, I would order the <laughs> strawberry daiquiri virgin, and my mom would get a regular one. Oh, and she would let me sip her <laughs> 
not virgin one. Mama fam's about to get busted. <laughs> Sorry, mom. But she would always let me try it, even when it wasn't my birthday. Oh, <laughs> that's how you know it's real. And we always ordered biscuits at the end to take it home. Throw it in the toaster <laughs> oven. <laughs> With the blowtorch. Blowtorch it. No. So I guess I probably won't go, but if I end up being around, I guess I'll go. If you go without me, let me know how it is. Wait, it why won't you go? Because... You don't okay, like I'll go. Red, I'll go. You fine. don't like red lobster. You no, don't like we'll, delicious buttery cheese biscuits. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> we'll go. Fine. We'll go. It's twenty dollars. Okay, for this that's meal. cheap. Okay, for the Bay Area, that's and very it cheap. Comes we'll go. In at one thousand and eighty calories. <laughs> that's not that bad. We've done worse. Done worse. We've done way worse. Because you have to count like this does not include our strawberry daiquiri. It does yeah. not include the pina colada, <laughs> and it also does not involve the dessert. So <laughs> there's many more thousands of calories to add to this. We're probably gonna get an app too. Like you can't eat just lobster. I need the plethora if I'm already going shellfish route. I don't remember what apps I like there. I think I just filled up on biscuits. Yeah, that's what everyone the does there. biscuits are the star. Thank you, Red Lobster, for making this. Thanks, I guess. We'll, we'll check excited. it out. We'll check it out. Maybe gonna, I'll get converted. You're going to change Maybe your tune. You're going to be a Red Lobster fan. Okay. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. So this last one, it's a Kickstarter campaign called Slice of Sauce <laughs> that will package single-serving ketchup slices like American cheese. So this one comes to us from Food Republic. It's really what it sounds like. They look like slices of American cheese, uh -huh. but they're red and it's ketchup. It looks like a fruit roll-up, essentially. It really does. And I'm assuming it would taste kind of similar because ketchup is sweet, fruit roll-ups are sweet. Yeah. I want to know, like, can you melt it? Will it, like, turn into liquid if you put heat on it? I don't it? think so because I watched the video on it earlier, not from this source, and mm -hmm. it showed the slice on top of the patty and the cheese being melted on the grill. And it was just a fruit roll-up on top of it. <laughs> it stayed the way it is. And I also read um, they're also vegan and all organic or there's no really crazy I mean, preservatives wait, in them. What makes ketchup Yeah, vegan? you're right, right? Uh, I think they're just throwing words in the to entice people. Hot, they're throwing in hot hashtags to hot make hashtag. it marketable? Vegan, farm to table, gluten-free. Cage-free. Cage-free cage, cage ketchup. Cage-free ketchup. <laughs> But then again, the big fault in this is you can't dip it. I'm not really putting ketchup on too much these days because it's really good on what? I'm never on ketchup on I guess the reason why this exists is that it's to prevent sogginess. But I want a little sogginess or, in my burger. Or if you kind of understand common sense, layer a sandwich differently. Don't put the ketchup on directly on the bread then. Put it somewhere else in the middle of the sandwich. Put it in between your three patties, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Protein style or not, it doesn't matter. I'm okay with the ketchup on my you burger. You killed it on Friday, by the way. Because uh, I like to lick it off my finger <laughs> that spills out, mixed with the mayonnaise. That's why I was hoping it at least like melted or got a little more. A no, little it more... stays fruit roll up form. <laughs> or ketchup leather is another way that they say it. Like, yeah, of course I'll try it, but I don't believe in this. <laughs> so the slice of sauce is being manufactured at State of Art Manufacturing Facility of Brooklyn, of course. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try it if it's given to me. I mean, I hope they start doing like maybe flavors. I get kind of bored with regular ketchup. Like I like curry ketchup. You have to remember, we live in the Bay Area and space is limited. I can't have multiple vehicles of ketchup in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I could even imagine, like, you go to a place, you know, usually the ketchup dispenser or the bottle is just laying there. Could you imagine in the future they just have a stack of these by the napkins? There's a stack of napkins and there's a stack of ketchup slices. I think this is a cool idea. I don't know if it's for everyone. We'll definitely try it. I'm down to try it. I want to try it. I mean, I think, like, this is a very 
single serving yeah. <laughs> way of ketchup because ketchup is way more than just on a burger. It's, it's, I like it for my fries. Like I can't dip my fry in this leather. <laughs> or you could like tear off a little strip and like wrap your fry in it. <laughs> That's crazy. That could be a norm with these like things. A, like a prosciutto wrap, but it's yeah. a ketchup yeah, yeah, yeah. fry wrap. <laughs> it's a fry wrap up, fry roll up. I mean, up. I get it. It's reinventing the wheel. That's, sure. That's, no, it's that's, fun. That's, that's what we have. I think it's a fun idea. <laughs> there's, there's not many foods I eat ketchup with to begin with, yep, but we definitely try it. Hell sure. yeah. <laughs> so we are here with our special guest today, Kimberly, aka Dandy Eats. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so appreciative that you like responded to my. I guess I kind of stalked you and then said you through the DM. I, oh, I slid through your DM. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for responding. Of course. Yeah, and it turns out like we both know Jason. I know it's such a small world. Bay Area is so small. It is a small world. Uh, are you from the Bay? No, I'm not. I was actually born in San Diego. I went to college here, and then I left back to San Diego for more college, and, <laughs> and then I lived in LA for a few years, and then I decided to come back. So I don't really like LA that much. Oh. That hurts my heart. Oh, oh yeah. Nine pieces from there. But I mean, I can't say that I much because I live here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love and hate it, but it just wasn't like my home. Got and it. I really loved it here when I went to school. Okay. So, like, so you know, how long have you been back here now? 13 months. Oh, oh nice. That's do. somewhat recent. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. Yeah. So have you always kind of been into food or did it kind of come through your travels or? Yeah, I think I've always been into food. Like I'm always into eating like new stuff, different kind of stuff, weird stuff. Which I feel like is kind of the, no sorry to butt it, it's kind of like the normal now, but I remember kind of being like that when I was younger as well too. And um, you had to kind of convince people that that was Cool. So listeners, you can follow Kimberly on IG. It's dandy.eats. And that's how I found her. Yeah. So I was like, this girl eats a lot of food. I know. And Surpri I just know more about her. <laughs> Surprisingly, I've lost yeah. weight since I've moved here. Really? Yes. Tell me your secrets. Um, <laughs> explain to me how this works. Like how actually, I don't, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I've actually been going to the gym less. <laughs> like, I really don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm like walking to BART. Like walking around the city more, but yeah, I'm like thinner now. I don't know. I, I eat ice cream every day. <laughs> Maybe it's the ice cream. I don't know. The ice cream diet is what makes you ice lose weight. One skip a day. Well, when you eat ice cream, you're using your energy to warm up because you're eating ice cream. So that's calorie loss right there. Oh, you know what? That might be it. <laughs> Someone did tell me that you lose more weight drinking like ice water. Yeah, because your body's I think that's burning the same the concept, energy. Yep. So, yeah. I think that's the answer because you eat ice cream every day, you lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love drinking water after ice cream. I don't know why. It's just like a habit I have. After I have ice cream, I just have to have ice water for some reason. Like room temperature water just doesn't do it for me. It's weird. <laughs> Wait, so like you're a tiny person. How do you stay so tiny with all the food? Um, Let's see. Usually if I'm not eating out somewhere, I'm meal prepping my food at home. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So like people are like, oh my God, you ate like fried chicken today. I was like, ah, I ate that like two days ago. <laughs> um, what I really had today was chicken breast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the mystique that people have because yeah. I mean, You've got a lot of followers coming to your account to look at all these, you know, food porn pictures. And it kind of does represent that life, you know. And um, I think all of us, we all try to do that as well. But we have to have, like, boring sad lunches, too, to balance it out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're not going to post your steamed chicken and veggies. <laughs> yeah, no that's not interesting. That. No one wants They're to see like, that. Oh, that's what she ate today. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when did dandy.eats 
come about? Well, it was a process. I didn't like wake up one day and was like, I'm gonna have a food Instagram. Yeah. So originally I was Kim Dandy uh-huh. on Instagram when I started in like 2011. Oh, but that's like, early Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, it still the four grid back then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was like square. Yeah. You, have, like, you, all those you couldn't. You couldn't change stuff. the photos. You the couldn't sizing. zoom. You couldn't yeah. Zoom. Look at us complaining. I don't think we even had DMs. No, I don't no, think so. Uh-uh. Probably no stories. not. Because mm-hmm. you would post the steamed chicken meal prep back then because you didn't have the stories. Oh, yeah. yeah I that's feel like what those, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those are for the IG story now, and then the pretty meals are for the post. Oh, yes, yeah. That absolutely. is so true. Yeah. yeah. The story is where you dump all the things you want to post, but it's not worthy enough. Which is back in the day before stories, they would all go out anyway. Yeah, they would just go yeah. out. But so, yeah, I kind of started my Instagram in 2011. I've always posted pictures of food and just other random things that I did. And then over the past few years, you know, I kind of started to grow a following. I wasn't trying at this point. I was just like, ah, whatever, I can post whatever I want. Like in college, I posted like hot dogs and sriracha. (laughs) But was your account purely food at that point? Like, did you only post food things? No. So it was like a mixture of stuff. And then after a while, I was like, no one gives a crap about my lifestyle pictures. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Let's just turn it into a food Instagram because no one cares about my life. (laughs) care about the food I eat. So is this the exact same account you've had this whole time or did you start a new one with this kind of revelation? So this is the exact same account from back then. So okay. Oh, nice. What is it, like seven years in a row yeah. now? Yeah. Crazy yeah. to think about. But um, I guess I didn't go official until like two years ago was okay. when I actually tried and I actually thought about the pictures did you, that I did took. Did you switch your name at this. that point or was it already switched? Yeah, so I switched my name and then I made like a separate, you know, personal account and um it was funny because I saw that Dandy Eats is already taken. Oh, I was going to bring that up because I was looking it up today and I was like, wait, there's this other one without the period because yours has like the period yeah, after the, the period. Yeah, I have to put the period because there was that yeah, I saw the first one. And don't you hate when that happens and the one that's already taken is like kind of trash? They either not doing anything with it or it hasn't been updated in yeah, a long time. Yeah, they like, haven't. I could be like doing so much more with yeah, this handle. Know, right? Yeah, we like, came up with that problem ourselves as well. So I think a lot of people that are looking for internet real estate have oh, come across I've, the same problem. I've messaged the person that has <laughs> oh, yeah. that person that has AMP that has one macaroon picture and a Pac-Man <gasps> picture or something like that, and they haven't responded to me. Uh, and then I've looked. There's other people like, yo, let me buy this. Let me buy this. So the thing is that like I'm afraid if I reach out to that person and they see like my content and everything, they're gonna charge me. They're like, oh, this girl wants it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to at pay for point, it. You don't need you know? it though. Yeah, I don't need. It. I think people could look at the two accounts and be like, okay, I think I know. Yeah. Who's who. What is the other account? I was looking it up early today at work. Um, it's still like a food thing, I think. Yeah, but it's like, a food thing. But it hasn't been updated in days. It has way less followers, and the content's way more boring. <laughs> so the, I guess the good thing is if people are looking up and typing it in, I think because your account has more traffic on it, anyways, yours will still come up before the one that's better spelled, right? Yeah. You know, thanks algorithms. I know algorithms suck sometimes these days, but I think in that kind of case, it works in your favor. Yeah, for sure. So, like, how did you get all these followings? Was it, like, through your hashtags or, like, when you tag a place and then people look at you? Like, how do you get all these people to follow you? What I started doing first was tagging the locations. Because before, I would, like, eat at a lot of hole-in-the-walls, and I would never really tag where I was eating. Because so like, you don't want to keep... I get it. You want to yeah, keep yeah. it a secret. I was going to say, before we divert too far on that, if we're staying on this topic, I find myself kind of conflicted with that as well, too, because, um, you know, I'll reluctantly tag some of the places for the pod account, but on, like, my personal one, I never post anywhere where it is. Because I want to brag about what I'm having, mm-hmm. but I don't want my place to get too crowded. 
Right. Yeah. So I know there's that fine line. So it's it's interesting the way that you kind of like deal with it when you have an account like this where people are going there. Like, how do you knowledge. feel about though? Because I also like want places that I care about to succeed. Yeah. So I feel like it's a little bit different now. Back then, I'd be like, oh, I don't want anyone to know about this place. Yeah. Like, I take pictures of all these food, and people are like, oh, where are you eating at? Where are you eating at? <laughs> and I wouldn't say anything. But now, like, I want to help companies and different brands yeah, and restaurants sure. more. So you know, I tell everyone about it. I want to tell everyone about it. So yeah, it's like, absolutely. Yeah, I, want, I want people to succeed. I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I don't want to, I don't need to be selfish about it. Yeah, gotta share the love. Gotta share the love. I'm, you I gotta could, pay it forward. I'll share the, <laughs> like, the ones I know that would like to have it, but I still kind of keep some of my most like favorite cutty places like coveted and I still don't tell. So do you still have that for yourself as well? Or are, are you just letting everyone know about all your places? Yeah, so now? I let everyone know now. I okay, just, you have no, you have no more. Uh, have no venue, more secret no more, food no more diaries food? or nothing. Everyone knows about what oh, I man. eat, except for maybe the healthy stuff at home. <laughs> okay, well now, well now they, they know now. If they're listening they to this. Now. Yeah. They know now. They know now. Yeah. They're like, oh, so that's that's our secret: ice cream and Boiled chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> no skin, no dark meat. Yeah, that kind. I kind of view it as like intellectual property. So it's like if you maybe hang out with me in person, I'd like to bring you. But I won't just tell you over Instagram DM because uh, I don't get to like enjoy it with your serious reaction when you go there. And for me, that's kind of a big plus when you get to take people to your favorite places. And you don't get that when you just simply tell them where it is. Yeah, like you guys, I'll, t I'll tell some people about some of the good spots, but I still keep some of my favorites like locked away until we kick it or something. Can you talk about your process on like... Uh how does it go from you going there and actually posting it? Like, what makes you decide, like, this is worthy of me doing this? I guess it's hard. Um, I've been really blessed to work with, like, different restaurants and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And now that I get so many invites and tastings, that when I go to a place that I go to and it's not, like, a sponsorship or anything like that, I actually just, like, relax. Sometimes I don't want to take pictures. Nice. Yeah, and I'm not trying to look extra <laughs> at dinner. <laughs> like, what's this girl doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, now when you go to a place where you do have to do that, do you feel like this new weight of responsibility on your shoulders where you kind of have to show them in a certain way? Or? Well, yeah, because you're being invited, right? Yeah, so I do feel like, you know, more responsible that I should take, you know, really pretty pictures, you know, don't hold back. What are um, some places that you love that you don't feel pressured at, that you have to do something like that? Are you talking like just local here? In the Anywhere. Bay? Oh, okay. Like some of your favorite places that you're like, I could be Kimberly, not Dandy. Right. <laughs> yes. When can you be Kimberly? <laughs> yes. So um, in college, we used to live in Inner Richmond near B Star. Oh. Which is you just went the other day, didn't you? Yeah, went last week. Time piece with Flan and Jig. Yeah. So we live near there and we we're doing like our laundry across the street. And we're like, oh, you know, let's get dinner. And so we stumbled upon this place, B Star. And ever since then, I've been like so in love. I ate there so much. I gained my freshman 15, like the <laughs> last year of college. I was like, man, this place is so good. The Brussels sprout. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I live, I live like a block away from it. It was so bad. And then, you know, over the years, I I tried out Burma Superstar, and then I tried Burma Love in the Mission, mm -hmm. and like I just love their food so much. Not to go on too much of a tangent, I feel like a lot of the other Southeast Asian cuisines are next. I feel like Vietnamese and Thai kind of had their establishing runs. Now I think a lot of people are saying Filipinos like the next to be in the spotlight. 
And I feel like it's like Burmese, Laos, all those ones are next in line. And it's funny because a lot of these places have been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. Like I used to kind of live in that neighborhood as well. And I really love that place. I never had Burmese food until living in the Bay Area. Same here. And Likewise. then I had it like outside and I'm like, it's not the same. Yeah. Like when my sister comes to visit, she's like, I need, because I used to live closer to Burma Love. Mm -hmm. Wait, she's, like, she's picky. That's She still wants it? She fucking loves Burma Love. <laughs> it's so, that tea leaf salad, man. That surprises me, Jane. Tea leaf salad. Everything. Like Everything. I, I've never had like a bad meal there like yeah. ever and service is always good too like, it's always fast too yeah. I've never waited long every time I go because I've got some I'm, I live in the East Bay and I've got the one uh, near me too on Telegraph and uh, it's likewise it felt like I had the same thing when I moved um, besides um, Burmese food where else can do you get to be Kimberly? I guess to be me? <laughs> like just go and eat and not have to like photograph it. Mm, maybe not like a particular place, mm -hmm. but like my comfort food is like pho. Yeah. So every time I eat pho, I feel like, you know, I, I have probably have like a thousand pictures of pho already. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, it just makes me like really happy. It feels like all warm inside. Yeah. It's so definitely yeah. a comfort meal. How do you, uh, how do you treat your uh, condiment edition or your vegetable edition? Because I know that's very personal and different oh, yeah. to everybody. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Uh, that could be a whole nother segment, <laughs> but oh, I guess just a, a quick little segment. refresher. What do you yeah. like on your pho? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many variations. I, everyone has their own method. So I guess what's your pho method? Me, let's see. I like a lot of lime because I like it really like citrusy, you know, and sour. Um, definitely hoisin sauce in there. I can't tell you exact measurements. I just kind of like go based on my mood, I guess. Yeah. And then I'd be I actually kind of shocked if you did have precise measurements. Yeah, I'm like um, two <laughs> tablespoons <laughs> of hoisin sauce. <laughs> yeah. And then I need like four tablespoons of sriracha. <laughs> and then I also like putting like that chili paste in there too on top of oh, the, the sambal. Yeah, so I feel like it has a different taste. Not I like having- Not yeah, every place I go to yeah, has they it. they don't have it too. Also, they put like a splash of fish sauce. Ooh, nice. <laughs> what uh, what meats do you like on it? The meats, I always get the rare steak on the side. That's pro I, move, yep. Yes, because I feel like when they like leave it in there, it overcooks it. It's, it's rubbery. Tough. Yeah, there's yeah. no point. And then I love the tendon. People think it's so weird, but I love tendon. That's one of my favorite pieces too. <laughs> but I hate tripe. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I, I can't chew it. I'm like, I love. I'm tripe. gonna eat this. I just love it because it feels like it sops up all the broth a little more. I'm a big tripe person. In my I pho. I don't get tripe out, but if I'm making pho, I like the way I prepare the tripe. And then um, I don't know what it is in English, but it's called gal. I think it's the fatty brisket. Ooh, oh that's yeah, a good fatty piece. biscuits. Also I'm weird too. I like to squeeze the lime and then just drop the whole thing in. <gasps> Me too. Oh, you do that <laughs> Me too? too? Yeah, I've been twinsies. I've been pho with a lot of people, <laughs> and no one's really ever done it. Well, because I'm weird. Like I like seeing the outer kind get kind of like burnt or steamed a little bit. Yeah, like it turns it. brown, and it makes me feel like it's doing its thing. Yeah, I feel like it's the oils maybe bring it more. I don't know. And I'll, I'll pull it out with like a couple bites left, just so I can like clear the bowl and feel satisfied with myself. But yeah, I've never met anyone else that does that with their lime because everyone just does like their squeeze and then they just, just drop it on the and side. I'm like, no, there's still some more juice in there. Yeah, <laughs> leave it in there. Can you talk a little bit more about the five and what it is? Four. Four. Oh, <laughs> they added a member. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, lose a pound. <laughs> add an I, I to that V. You were very confident, like. I was very confident. <laughs> you, you were. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's called the five now. We're gonna make them add another booth right now, just so just so it's correct with your statement. I'm crying. Oh my god. Okay. So Kimberly, can you talk to us a little bit about the four and what it is? See, it doesn't. It wasn't as strong. Oh. No, I'll keep the five in there because it'll sound funnier. No. I can't stop laughing. 
It was just so like <laughs> two plus two equals five. Like, like, quick maths. <laughs> quick maths. Big check. So Kimberly, can you tell us about the four and what it is? Yeah. So um, the four is a new project that I'm working on with um, Jason from Frozen Custard, Ronnie from Alchemy Kitchen, mm-hmm. and also Justin, who also works with Frozen Custard, aka Cowboy. Cowboy. <laughs> the buff cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, so it's a four-seat antisocial omakase. And it happens so, here at Trademark. Yep, it happens yeah. here. So like a restaurant and a bar. For all you introverts out there. <laughs> yeah, so it's perfect when you don't like to talk to anyone at dinner. So it'll be four individual seats. And um, it's like blocked off with like little dividers and all of that. And there's like little to like no interaction with like the chef and the service staff. So are all the plates dropped off at the same time? Yes, um, they are. So um, you'll sit down and there'll be like a, you know, a list of all the guidelines and the rules and the menu. And basically you'll start off with your dinner, pressing this button, letting the chef know on the other side, which is Ronnie, that you're, <laughs> that you're ready, you're ready to eat. And then these little sliding doors will open and your food pops out right there. And you so enjoy it, and then if you're when you're ready for the next meal, you press the button again, and then you know the door is open like magic, and then <laughs> more food it. comes out. I love it. Do they kind uh, of expect the timing? What if you like scarfed it down and just try to press the button as fast as you could just to mess with them? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, don't have, I haven't thought about that yet, but um, we'll try to like serve the courses all at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. How'd you get involved with this? Hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I guess we can go way back to when I met Jason, like almost a year ago, and we just w- been working together on like just random projects, maybe for like frozen custard or trademark. And then just one day, like maybe late last year, and he's like, "Oh, um, I have this really great idea, and I think you'd be great for it." And that when it was born. I mean, Jason has plenty of awesome ideas. Jason so is a man sense. of ideas. I know. I'm like, do you sleep? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so. I, yeah. I don't think so. So did he find you through like your Instagram? Because I know, you know, it probably had clout back then as well. No, we actually didn't meet through Instagram. We met like, you know, normal people like in a bar. That still exists? <laughs> yeah, that still exists. Oh, good so, to know. So like last year um, before Trademark opened, I was invited for a tasting. And so I came here and then that's where I met Jason. And then it just kind of clicked. And yep. And that's when our friendship began. I didn't even realize that our friendship would be like this deep. But yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's weird. Jason yeah. has that effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So I know um, part of the inspiration about the four is inspired from Ichiran. Yes. Um, so for listeners, Ichiran is um, solo ramen dining in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they opened a location recently in New York, but I've been to a couple of the Ichirans in Japan and. And I loved it because I don't have to talk to anyone. I got my, I, I ate, got my shit done, and I was out. Mm-hmm. I had exploring to do. <laughs> yeah, so it has that same concept. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. So how often do you guys do the dinners? So we're still um, working it out. So right now we're kind of like in a soft open, like, you know, working on our tastings, getting feedback, um, just getting it ready until it officially opens. So we'll be opening soon. And so most of the sessions will take place on Monday and Tuesday when the bar is, you know, least busy. You don't want to have an anti-social omakase on a Friday night. When it's very social. Yeah, very social. There's like drunk people everywhere. They're probably going to be like, oh, what's this button? And then everyone's going to walk by and just press it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it'll happen Monday and Tuesdays most likely. We'll probably have like different sessions like a few sessions every night and it will only be four seats obviously and so once those four seats are taken up hopefully you can probably get another session 
And so just so people know, um, omakase is usually related to Japanese food, and this is not necessarily going to be Japanese food always. Um, is the plan to switch it up per season, right? Yes. Is the idea. So four seasons, four seats. Follow the progress on Instagram at the I-V-S-F. <laughs> I had to think about it. I'm sorry. I'm not good with this Roman numeral stuff. You didn't collect Jordans? I did. That's how you never forget. <laughs> I only bought them because my shoes had the shoes had my name on it. <laughs> so there's IG, um, and then and then people buy tickets for this before, right? It's not um, something you come, you just show up. It's a reservation only. Um, what, what else? What else do people need to know about it? Will you be proving some of the dishes on your Instagram account? Yes, we will. Perfect. So we like to try to keep it a secret. We'll probably have some like some pictures on there, like teas- teaser teaser shots. Teasers. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, so follow the IG account, and I think ticketing, I think through Eventbrite for now, right? Yes, so um, ticketing will be available on our website, which should be going live maybe in the next week or so. Perfect. Yeah, yeah we'll throw it up um, on, on, on all the socials. And we should come do it, but we just have to sit across from each other, so it's like we're there by ourselves. I'm okay eating alone. So I kind of want to eat alone, but I don't want to appear like I'm alone. True. Oh, and in that case, if you're coming with like another person, you can actually push the dividers back, and then it's like semi-antisocial. I mean, you're still <laughs> eating with the person next to you, but you know. So anyone out there looking for date ideas, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorite unique dining experiences? I'm like trying to think of like what is unique and not just like normal. You know, Filipinos eating with their hands. Some people, that's like that's weird. unique for some people. <laughs> yeah, I did that for the first time for producer Flan Reyes's birthday, and I thought that was great. Oh, I've never, awesome. I've never did that. Before. I kept had carne asada tacos with crickets on top. I did that mealworm taco in Mexico City, and it, it tasted fine. But looking down on it, it fucked with my brain because <laughs> I thought I, I, in my, in my. My eyes saw them moving, and I was like, "Oh, they were moving." No, they were not moving. Oh, oh, oh. But there were so many of them, and like they're. Oh, uh, just, I was like, I can't eat this shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like eating the weird stuff. Um, I went to Makatunya, which is in Burlingame, I think. They oh, have, like exotic yes. meat nights. Um, it's like uh, it's a yakitori place, right? Yeah, I and then yeah, they have like a lot of weird stuff. So I had like silkworms. That okay. was interesting, and I. I liked it a lot, actually. I ate it with my ramen. <laughs> really? Yeah. In Vietnam, my mom and I, we were just walking through the marketplace, and she was like, I like the silkworms. Do you want to try it? And I'm usually, like, down to try anything, but that, I just, I couldn't do it because it was just, like, in a bowl of water moving around. Oh. And I was like, I can't do it, Mom. I can't. But I ate coagulated duck blood later on that day. Oh. So- <laughs> See, it's weird when you're, like, so Asian weird. because, like, you eat the weirdest stuff, like... You know, chocolate meat for Filipinos, like that seems normal to yeah. That I was like, that seems normal to me. Yeah, and people I mean, are like, ah. To each their <laughs> own. Remember, Filipino food's getting more popular now, so that's yeah. Yeah, more everyone's more gonna start eating it, so yep. don't hate. I'm cool with dinner. For me, like unique dining experience, like for me, it was Jose Andres in Vegas at E. That was like the coolest experience I've ever experience I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so different from any of the tastings I've ever done and it was also less expensive so like the dollar sign doesn't really necessarily matter of the experience but it was such a, a different experience and I still remember it to this day like I've spent $500 a meal and there was like 175 and that was probably oh, wow. one of my favorite experiences speaking about favorite meals uh, Kimberly if you had to pick your last meal on earth what would it be 
death row meal? Yeah, so I hate this or question. Death, or deathbed meal. I know, I hate death, this question deathbed? too. Okay, let's assume you're not going to jail and it's and a deathbed meal. It's like, what did I go to jail for? <laughs> Robbing a restaurant? Having too much let's Instagram. Let's assume you're not dying. Having too it's much like, Instagram clout. It's like, you ate too much at the all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> so now you have that's to eat like, one more time. That's not a bad way to go. because you. And I was like, I think the longest I ever Get spent at a buffet. Get rich or die trying. <laughs> The longest I ever spent at a buffet was four hours. Wow. Oh my God. I went from lunch to dinner. That's impressive. <laughs> no, I hate this question too because for me it changes a lot, but I'm not the one that has to answer it today, so it's all good. Well, if um, a Vegas buffet is an option, I'd pick a Vegas buffet because it has okay. everything that's I a love. Good, I feel like that's a good loophole. That's a good yeah. Loophole. Is like that, that. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, no You're dying or going to jail. Yeah. You can choose whatever so you I'm want, like, girl. Let me go to Wicked Spoon one last time. Is that, is that your preference on buffets in Vegas? Um, well, I try to go to a different one every time. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, I like some more than others, but yeah. I, you know, I think at this point I'd probably go back to Wicked Spoon. Wicked Spoon was pretty up there for me for a long time mm-hmm. until Bacchanal. And I really like Bacchanal. Oh yeah, you've mentioned that in the show but before. But I feel like I want to go back to Wicked Spoon. See, I think I like Wicked Spoon more than Bacchanal. I was actually disappointed when I went. I yeah. mean, it was still good. The food was good, but yeah. I was actually expecting more. Agreed, agreed. Um... My one of my friends, shout out to Angela. She was the head pastry chef there, and so I went because I didn't have to wait in that heinous line. Um, and I was heinous, like, "That's your SVU, SVU influence coming through again." Heinous. <laughs> I love SVU. <laughs> Every time I hear that word, that's all I think about. Um, and it was really cute. They put like a little thing on my table that said VIP, and I think I got extra attention, obviously, because of that. But if I had to choose, I think Wicked Spoon is my like favorite buffet in Vegas. No, because I haven't been to Vegas in a while. Like since I was a kid, I oh, ate wow, at Emeralds that's though. A long time. I know there's not much for me like that I need to be there for. I mean, but I ate um, at Emeralds food. though, and it was, it was awesome. <laughs> well, I think like going in your 30s now is completely different from going your 20s. Like I'm not gonna put on a little BB dress and, dress and go into the club. I'm gonna go eat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put go- on my loose pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the buffet. I'm putting on a maxi dress and going to the buffet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you back in a bit. That time, that time where we do the most controversial bit on this podcast. What are we talking about? Is it about to get super heated right now? Yeah. I, I didn't set it up yet. It's going to get hot, girl. Okay, <laughs> let me set it up. Let me set it up. It's called saucing on you. We name three things that are maybe related. You've got to pick one to never have again. And uh, we've got Kimberly, a.k.a. Dandy Eats, back. Are you ready to uh, maybe start some arguments? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> good, good. More time. Fight. <laughs> so this week... It's cheese-inspired, mozzarella, cheddar, or brie. You go first, Kimberly. Guests always go first. It's a hard one. Yeah. They all have different reasons, mm. right? I know, because you need some in different ways. Yeah. I would for sure keep cheddar. I love cheddar. Um, let's see. <laughs> the struggle, the struggle. Is um the string cheese, that's mozzarella, right? Yeah. I mean, in quotation marks, mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> like, but hey, I don't discriminate. Yeah. I ain't got no type. <laughs> I ain't got right? no type. I don't discriminate with all the cheese. Maybe I would probably have to let go of brie. Yeah, you taste very good, but I, don't know, I just have a lot of like emotional attachment mm. to mozzarella. And I feel like I don't have brie as much, I guess, to like really appreciate it. I feel like that's a common thread on this segment too, where we do include one or two that have that for the guests as well, or even us. I mean, I know, I know right away what I'm going to get rid of. 
I, I kind of know what you're keeping too, just based on because uh, <laughs> you know Instagram cause account. Because we're friends, also. Yeah. Um, Cheddar's gonna go for me. Um, what? I know. I love mozzarella, specifically for burrata. Burrata is one of my faves. And I fucking love Brie. It's creamy and you, it's delicious. You have, you have an Instagram account dedicated to Brie puns. I have an really? Instagram. It's called I need to check this out. Brie FF. It's just it's just Brie related puns. So backstory <laughs> is my my assistant Yesenia gets this. Also, you spend way too much money on this girl. She buys the Starbucks protein box every morning. Oh my god, that, that thing is, like, is so expensive. It's like eight dollars like, or ten dollars or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like I need she doesn't eat Brie cheese. <laughs> She doesn't eat brie, so she gives me this wedge every day, which is the most expensive part of this box. And then so she was giving, we sit next to each other, so she would like open up her box and put that little wedge on a post-it note next to me. <laughs> and then we started like just posting pictures with my brie cheese, like Justin Brieber, Brianna. Oh. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make an Instagram account on this. So it's brie FF, folks. <laughs> Bree's going to stay for me. It needs to get off the ground, so maybe uh, Kimberly can help us with, get some clout. <laughs> I don't even know why I said us. I'm not affiliated with this account, but I'll help promote anyway. Do you anyway. like Bree cheese? I feel like we can get lots of free cheese. You yeah. have helped me with coming up with some of the, the puns, though. It's more of my love for puns than Bree cheese. So then, so, do you not so like Bree? That's one of the... Uh, You're not my Bree FF? <laughs> yeah, I got to go with our guest. Again, for me, it's less versatile than the other two. It and doesn't need to be versatile. You're going to eat it the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, perfect the way it is. Yeah, you don't need to change it. But you I can mean, put it in puff pastry. So so I'd say for... <laughs> <laughs> and then bake it. You're not going to change my mind. <laughs> but I feel like there's no sentimental here for any of the three. Because growing up, I didn't eat that much cheese. Or at least if I did, I didn't think about it much until I got older. And when that was the case, Brie was like the first cheese presented to me where like, this is, oh, this is like nicer because it's on like fancy plates and stuff. <laughs> and you can eat it with apples, it's in green a apples. It's board. Yeah, you could. <laughs> but the other two were just so still more there for me when I started eating, you know, being more conscious about what I was eating. Not conscious and like healthy, just more conscious, conscious and paying more conscious attention. Cheese. <laughs> conscious <laughs> cheese. Woke cheese. Woke, Woke cheese. cheese. Woke cheese. Having all three given to me when I was like eating nicer food when I got older, I had no attachment and... Uh, Brie was least appealing out of that, so that was that was it. That's cool. Two against one. That's fine. Yeah. I could deal with that. We all got to lose sometimes. <laughs> You'll live. Yeah. With your Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Brie FF. Gang, gang. Yeah. I'll support the account for the puns, but that's about it. All right. Thank you, yeah. uh, Kimberly, for being on our show today. And I can't wait to eat with you later. Yes. Yeah. I'm so down. Where are we going again? Uh, the plan is Iza Ramen. Look out for content on that on any of these accounts later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So this wraps up our show. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Yep, yep. Yeah, episode 15. I feel like that's a milestone. 15's a milestone, right? right? I didn't yeah. think we'd, I mean, I kind of thought we'd make it this far, but I didn't know we'd make it this far. I mean, I didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> yeah. and we're apparently doing something good. Yeah, so but we still, we still kind of don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. It's all growing pace. But thank yeah. you so much for all the listeners, the people that participate in our IG. Remember to follow us at Sit Down, Be Hungry. Thank you to Trademark Copyright for letting us record at their space today. Forever big supporters of you guys. Love you guys. Follow us on sitdownbehungry.club. That club. That club. C-U-L, not E-R-B, U-B. U-B. I just like saying club. Follow us on iTunes, like us, and hit subscribe. Yes. So yeah, this Saturday. I was just about to ask, Nine Piece, what do you have coming up? We're going together. 
Yes. Right? Did you change your uh, no, I'm tax, just gonna, I'm just you change gonna, your tax appointment? I'm gonna get it as soon as I can and just come straight here. <laughs> Our homie Miguel. Al Pastor Poppy. Al Pastor Poppy, formerly known as Papalote Poppy. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> known as Mr. E. Mr. E. He's having a pop-up for the up-and-coming Al Pastor stall that he's gonna have. It's gonna be at Mestiza. You might not get to go, it's sold out in 12 hours. It's definitely sold Sorry. out. It was $20, all you can eat, tacos, I think salad, alcohol's not included. You had but me at tacos, you, it's but fine. Yeah, that's all. The first 50 guests will receive an Alpha Store Poppy t-shirt. I'm definitely going to try to get one because it looks pretty tight. Ask him <laughs> if you can get one for me because I might be late. I'm going to definitely try to go early so I can get it. So if you got a ticket, we'll see you there. Yeah, we, there's like major Bay Area legends going to be here. Like Sean of Good Company Radio would say, it's mage. It's mage. It's, it's very mage. mage. Shout out to Miguel. I'm so excited for this. I mean, if you listen to his Fed Talk, an episode, was it 12? Uh, Can't remember what episode it was, but he talks about his travels and research. Oh, there's to, definitely a lot that went into there's these There's a lot of research and background on this, so I'm excited to taste what the baby of this pregnancy of, from poppy from poppy <laughs> to baby yeah. <laughs> so yeah hopefully we see you guys come up to us and say hi we love meeting our listeners yes i'll have to remember to bring some stickers yes for sure so yeah other than that i don't really have much going on nah we'll see you next show thanks for <laughs> listening guys later bye wait where are my glasses you're wearing oh <laughs> shit <laughs> my glasses were so light i didn't feel them all <laughs> Oh my god! Just kidding, guys. I'm just keeping you on your toes. Just keep everything on.